I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome and welcome and welcome in episode 109 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvolution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. You can even drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. Many ways to get in touch and let me know what you love, what you hate, what you want to hear more of on the show. Guys, back again, divisional breakdowns in full swing, absolute peach of a guest today return guest i might add randall memphis young at dwz memphis host of the dynasty warzone pod the hostest with the mostest back again to spit some absolute fire takes here about the his beloved afc south memphis how the heck are you buddy man i'm great thank you for having me so glad to be back uh looking forward to this man uh dynasty debates it's the hottest new dynasty podcast and if you're not listening, like if, if, if you're one of our listeners uh, that normally listens to the Dynasty Warzone and you saw this because on uh, the show, I, I said, oh, hey, by the way, I, I hopped on Dynasty Debates and you're just now finding this show. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is a great pod. Evan does a great job by himself. He has great guests as well as having me. So thank you for having me on the show. Oh, absolute pleasure. The pleasure is mine, sir. One of the, I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of the OGs in my mind of the Dynasty podcast game, the Dynasty game as we know it. Love having you on. It's an absolute honor and pleasure. Um, you know, anytime, anytime you get to chop it up with you, it's always a good time. And I love all football, but I know you specifically love the Colts. They're near and dear to your heart. So it'll be fun to chop it up with you and hear your inside takes, your your hot takes for the um, the beloved Colts, who I assume are winning the Super Bowl this year. Am I right? Uh, I'm going to go that they're going to make it to like the final four of the AFC. I think Frank Reich's going to win a, going to win a playoff game. Uh, I feel like the national media is more bullish on the Colts this year than I am. Uh, I'm trying to temper expectations. Uh, it's been a revolving door, at the, and we'll get into the Colts, I'm sure, but it's been a revolving door at the QB position, and we'll talk about Matt Ryan and what we think about his uh, his impact on our dynasty assets there in uh, the great state of Indiana. Love it. Love a little, love a little foreshadowing. Um, Memphis is one of the best. We, 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 the uh, we call that a tease here in the business. Yes. Stick around. Stick around. Cliffhanger. Um, stick around for the next episode. So we've got a lot to talk about. Guys, obviously, if you don't know who Memphis is, you've been living under a rock in a very strange neighborhood of Dynasty. Go check him out on Twitter. Check out the Dynasty Warzone. Check out the YouTube. There's loads of content. They have an amazing uh, Patreon. They've got loads of amazing stuff going on. He was just telling me about his Scott Fishbowl uh, roster that's going to win the whole entire thing. So it's exciting times. It's exciting times. And we're going to get straight into it here because we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. <laughs> The main event. 
fight here in the divisional breakdown. So we're talking AFC South this week. We're going to start at the top. So we're starting with the Tennessee Titans. And what we're doing with the divisional breakdown here, if you haven't been following along, is we just like to give a little bit of a recap, sort of what happened last year. We're going to talk through any key uh, staff changes, outgoings, incomings of players, only on the offensive side. Apologies to my IDP fan friends. We are not an IDP show. So we'll be sticking to the offensive side of the ball. And then we're going to get into the weeds of a couple of players we like. Maybe some players we want to get on the squad, get off the squad before the season. Just give you a full kind of full 360 view of the uh, of the teams of the teams in the division. So starting out with the Titans here last year, they finished 12 and five against the odds. They seem to have like every second player on the roster injured at one point or another first place in the division unceremonious exit from the playoffs. And they are returning basically their whole entire coaching staff. As far as I'm aware, no major changes. I know there's some little tweaks here and there, but head coach Mike Vrabel back again, OC Todd Downing, the GM and the head coach signed contract extensions. So it does seem to be them for the foreseeable future. Um, As far as sort of some moves that have happened on the offensive side of the ball, they did wave Darrington Evans, who hasn't been much of a fantasy player the last couple of years. He's been injured more often than not, but he is now off the roster. Julio Jones was released. He was sadly not much of an impact his one year there with the Titans. And then as far as incomings, they did sign um, Jeff Swaim to a one-year, $3.5 million contract, and Austin Hooper came over from the Cleveland Browns on a one-year, $6 million contract. They did sign Jordan Wilkins on a one-year, just over $1 million contract, and Dontrell Hilliard, one-year, one just over $1 million contract as well. So shoring up the running back room a little bit there. They traded for Bobby Trees. Robert Woods came over from the Rams. Now, here's the big one, the one that took us all by surprise, I think. On draft night, they traded away stud studly wide receiver A.J. Brown goes to the Eagles, and as his heir apparent replacement, they drafted Traylon Burks in the first round. They did draft Malik Willis in the third round, and Hassan Haskins running back in the fourth round, Kyle Phillips, slot receiver out of UCLA in the fifth round, and Chigazim Okonkwo, tight end, in the fourth round out of Maryland. Last but not least, they did sign UDFA Julius Chestnut, which is a great name. How much impact will he be in fantasy is yet to be seen, but absolutely A-plus name. So that's a lot of a lot of changes, a lot of incomings and outgoings there. Um, what are your initial sort of thoughts when you think about the Titans, other than your hatred for them? If you take the bias aside, uh, Memphis, what are your initial sort of thoughts here on the Titans heading into 2022? Uh, I, I love the defense. I love the head coach. I, I don't love this offense. I do not love Todd Downing. Um, I trying to understand how, uh, and you can't blame it all on the offensive coordinator. You know, I know, and uh, AJ Brown missed some games last year, but but Ryan Tannehill went from the QB seven in your standard ESPN ish scoring in 2020 to the QB 12 last year. Yardage didn't move a ton, but he threw 12 less touchdowns, a third, a third less touchdown work, and his interceptions went from 7 to 14. So I've never liked Todd Downey as an offensive coordinator. I didn't like him with Derek Carr back when he was with the Raiders. I don't like the fact that they've lost their best offensive playmaker. 
Uh, I like Bobby Trees. You were talking about Bobby Trees just a second ago. But here's the thing. Bobby Trees, 30 years old, tore his ACL, week 10. Week 10, so you you hear all these dynasty progno, you know, prognosticators talking about, hey, Chris Godwin could be a, a, a late season start, could be a pup candidate. Um, you hear it about Michael Gallup. You've heard it recently this week with J.K. Dobbins. And, and so, like, so what about the 30-year-old who tore his week 10? Uh, no Julio Jones, Traylon Burks. Um, a lot of people want to compare his plight of asthma to Jamar Chase dropping footballs this time last year. We're talking apples and pomegranates. A guy struggling with a little bit of the dropsies in camp versus a guy showing up out of shape, so out of shape that he can't, he is. There's a difference between Bobby Trees being physically unable to perform because he's 30 years old coming off of an ACL sprain or tear versus 22-year-old Traylon Burks coming in and not being able to perform physically because he's just out of shape. So for me, uh, I, I like what Tennessee has done, uh, thanks to Mike Vrabel being a good head coach. Um, I think he's got some of that uh, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers to him. Like he may never have a losing record, but this is not a team that scares me. So for me, they didn't do a lot. I, I do like Haskins a little bit, a little bit, but uh, this is an offense that's getting older. And uh, I'll let you follow up with anything you have on it before I hit you with a with a hot take. Oh boy, here we go. You guys better buckle in here. I've heard some of Memphis's hot takes, and they are spicy. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, and it certainly is. I mean, I will say in defense, I suppose of Tannehill and just the offense, there was a lot of injuries last year, like you mentioned. AJ Brown was out, Julio was out, uh, Henry King Henry was out. I mean, he literally was throwing to. I believe you had a stint as a wide receiver over the Titans last year near the end of the season. I mean, they were just throwing to people off the street. It was pretty wild. Um, one thing I'll do before we move into getting your hot take here, one thing I'm, I'm doing here with the divisional breakdown is, especially when there's not any changes in the coaching staff, I like to go back and look at a couple of the underlying stats for the offense as a whole from last year. Give us a bit of a, a roadmap, hopefully, into what we can expect for the upcoming year. Just look at a couple of the advanced statistics. So, for example, we're looking at things like pace of play. They were 27th in pace of play last year, so they were quite a slow um, kind of plodding offense. Again, not something we really are excited about for fantasy. And again, another thing that I look at is what's called DVOA. Now, if you haven't been following along with the show, DVOA is an advanced statistic, but basically just stands for defensive adjusted value over average. And that's a fancy way of saying how well or bad did they do given their set of circumstances. So there's really smart people, really amazing nerds somewhere sitting down with a bunch of film, watching every play of every game, and they're deciding based on the situations the team found themselves in, here's what we would expect an average offense to be able to do, including touchdowns and points scored, things like that. And then they give them a ranking. So the Titans ended up 20th in DVOA, so kind of bottom third of the league. And to Memphis's point, the year before in 2020, they were fourth. So it was a pretty big, steep downgrade, um, which is not something we like to see. And something else that I look at is 
you know, how did they score their points or how did their offense run? Was it more efficient in the run game? Was it more efficient in the passing game? And how do we quantify that again? I don't want to be too jargony. So basically a play would be considered successful when it gains at least 40% of yards to go on first down, 60% of yards to go on second down, or 100% of yards to go on third or fourth down. So with those sort of metrics in mind, the Titans had a 47% success rate for run, which was 24th in the league. So again, pretty bad. And a lot of that will be with Henry out. Um, So that obviously is going to go down when he's out. Uh, They had a 47 success rate for pass as well, which was actually 14th, which is not bad considering how beat up their receiver core was. Um, And so overall, when they adjust it for both sides of the ball, both pass and run, it was 47% total success rate, which was 21st. So again, we're painting a picture here of kind of a bottom third offense as far as DVOA, as far as success rates. Um, And then we get to the actual sort of how are the targets distributed? Where are we looking for the fantasy goodness if there is any? And I think Memphis has already kind of alluded to the fact that there's just not a very big pie to be cut many ways. When it comes to the passing game, they were 25th in target volume, so 491 pass attempts in total. Um, And then when we look at the actual distribution of those targets, 15th in targets to the wide receiver at 58.7%. 13th in percentage to the running back, which is pretty good, 20.4%, 100 targets, and 15th in percent, in 15th in tight end targets, 21. So they kind of spread the ball around quite a lot. Um, they do target the running backs, but again, that's a little bit wonky considering King Henry was out for quite a bit of the season. So it's, it's a bit of a mess. There's a lot of stuff going on. And with all those kind of facts and figures, I know you've got a, high, a hot take here to drop on us. Where are you at Memphis as far as if you had to give? So if you, if you had a gun to your head and somebody says, give me a score one to 10 for your, you know, confidence level in the offensive skill position players for Tennessee heading into 2022 between one and 10, where are you going? What number is this? Uh, I'm going to go with a seven. So in the American grading system, if you're in that 70% range, 70 to 79%, that's a C that's average by our, I'm going to give them an average off season. I think. Uh, Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill will be fine, in, in, including my hot take. But this is a passing league. This is a passing league. And how do you how do you get the number one seed in the AFC and get worked at home by the Bengals? And I know the Bengals went on and had, got hot. They were one of those playoff teams that got hot. And uh, but how are you going to get worked at home as the number one seed coming off of the bye? Um, that's why I'm not confident in, in the offense. But the one guy, I'm, I'm going to transition. This is another pro move for you uh, new podcasters listening at home. This is a transition. One guy I have all the faith on, and I just uh, did, we did a Scott Fishbowl recap in our Dynasty tight end hot takes. I guess this is more of a seasonal one. I believe that Austin Hooper, new Titans tight end, is going to replicate his 2019 season where he finished as the tight end six. Currently, the tight end, I think, 41 per Fantasy Pros uh, ADP for Dynasty, an absolute steal. And in that year, he had 97 targets, 75 catches, 787 yards, and six touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he did that in 13 games. Again, let's look at the competition. Um, Jeff Swaim, does Jeff Swaim stop you from, from wanting to get Austin? He does not me. Um, Traylon Burks, maybe he's healthy, maybe he's not fat, maybe he just has that. I don't know. Bobby Trees in his bad knee. It's a low volume offense, but last year 
Ryan Tannehill threw 21 touchdown passes. Eight of those went to the tight end position. This is going to be a bit of a cap gun, dink and dunk type offense, especially with no A.J. Brown to bring the dynamicism. I don't think that's how you actually say that. He's not, it's not going to be as dynamic without A.J. Brown. See what I did there? It's not going to be as dynamic without A.J. Brown. And I think the style of play of Austin Hooper is really going to lend him to play in that move tight end, and he's going to uh, do quite well in PPR, and uh, especially for those of us that play tight end premium leagues. So go get Austin Hooper, finishes as a, as a tight end six or better in uh, the tight end position. Love that. Love that. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was a beautiful transition. Obviously, I would expect nothing less. So we're going to talk a couple of these players. Memphis has already given us his sneaky big buy. I'm going to talk my buy, which is Ryan Tannehill. I know that sounds gross, but you're just going to have to go with me on this one. Um, I, I jokingly call him Tanelite because he was really great for fantasy there when he moved over to the Titans. Um, and, and understandably, you know, he didn't have as good a year last year. We've already touched on a lot of the reasons why. Beat up receiver core. Um, you know, a lot of King Henry was out. I think this offense looks completely different when Henry is healthy. Um, I I mean, in Dynasty, I'm not excited about Henry. We'll talk about that in a minute. But for redraft for this season, I mean, he looks like a beast again. He had a broken bone in his foot. Freak injury. It's not one of those like, you know, nagging injuries that's recurring and all that kind of stuff. I hopefully he'll be back again healthy this year, helping take some of that pressure off of Tannehill in the offense. And the thing is, everyone acts like Tannehill is dead and buried. He still finished right around, you know, quarterback 12 last year, 12, 13 in your scoring. He's still very, very solid for you as a QB two if you're playing super flex leagues. And the point is he's gone all the way down. He's QB 23 in a startup at the minute on sleeper. Sleeper is my personal preferred platform for fantasy football so when i'm talking sleeper adp i'm not giving you some sneaky adp i'm just talking about the adp from my favorite platform so sleeper superflex adp at the moment qb 23 ryan Tannehill. he's pretty much cheap as chips as we say over here um, to get on the roster and i personally think you can do a lot worse for your QB two, QB three. Um, he's still got a bit of rushing upside. He still gets some rushing touchdowns and I don't imagine it can be any worse than it was last year. I don't want to, I mean, I'm going to knock on wood as I say that. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, you see him around the bottom end of the QB ones again, um, or at least a high QB two. So certainly think there's a lot of value there um, to be had with Tannehill. And if some of the pieces stay healthy, Again, to your point, I love that Austin Hooper take because Austin Hooper, um, you know, and it, he's always he's the same guy. He's not changed or anything. He just didn't fit in the Brown system. Um, Baker is a, is a whole nother story that we'll talk about another time. Um, we don't know what's going on with him. But yeah, I think Austin Hooper's got a great situation there. We just touched on it. You know, 21% of the targets going to the tight end room and the tight end room was literally just a bunch of dudes. So yeah, I think both of those buys are super solid. But for anything that must go up things must come down we're also going to talk a goodbye see you later who are you getting rid of on this titans team while the getting is good memphis uh i am getting rid of bobby trees um nothing against bob because but here's the thing about about him the the perception is is that you're going to be able to get a year or two out of him for me it's more about it's not about him it's not about the offense it's not about Traylon burks it's not about matt must be about ryan Tannehill. It's all about it's all about the age versus the knee. You know, usually the year post knee injury is the slow one. 
And then, you know, they bounce back the second year, except he's 30. And then next year he'll be 31. And, and his value is not going anywhere. Um, if you play in a newer dynasty league or in a dynasty league where a lot of people aren't paying attention, man, go out and look for a, a contender-ish that is uh, looking to uh, to compete. Maybe their uh, wide receiver room is a little thin. And you offer up Bobby Trees for their late because hey, because you're a contender. I, I know your pick's probably going to be in that 209 to 212 range. I'll gladly take that for Bobby Trees. Um, and they they won't think a thing of it. And uh, just a side note for us dynasty gamers, uh, people love to wrangle up them first. In 2023, seconds are going to be super duper valuable. Why? Because there's going to be at least, especially in Superflex, there's going to be five or six QBs. That's the that's the Vegas betting number here in the states. The over under of uh, QBs to go in round one next year currently is hovering around five, and then there's about five really good running backs that the Devi analysts are really hyping up right now. So if I have five running backs and I have five QBs and I play Superflex, that tells me that a lot of really good wide receiver talent and some of those QBs and uh, RBs are going to be pushed into the second round. So if I can get any kind of a second for Bobby Trees, I'm in. Happy to move him, and I wish you all the best. It is a sad day indeed where we have to discuss saying au revoir to Bobby Trees off our dynasty rosters, but all good things must come to an end. And in the same vein as that, I'm going to say goodbye to King Henry from my dynasty rosters. I've already mentioned it there. You know, he did have an injury. You know, he missed a bit of time last year, but he's still coming in as RB10 on super on Superflex ADP so and sleeper. So that's, you know, for a 27-year-old, 28-year-old running back, um, whatever he is at the moment, I know he's a freak of nature. And I like I said, I genuinely do expect him to be really good this year. Um, but again, in Dynasty, we're always thinking a year ahead and things like that. If you're an absolute like top two contender, I do not fault you for keeping hold of him and just riding that till the wheels fall off hopefully he takes you to another ship this year but if you're if you're in any way sort of middle of the pack or certainly if you're any kind of a rebuild situation for me i'm looking to absolutely maybe even just wait until like week one or two and he has this big monster like you know 40 point game and i would look to get out from under derrick henry because you know time catches up with us all i know tom brady would debate that fact but i just think I believe is the great Memphis himself who once said on this very podcast that running backs in dynasty are here for a good time, not a long time. And I have this feeling that, you know, King Henry's time could be, you know, it could be short for, for dynasty. So that's where I would go if I was looking to get rid of somebody. And I think he's one of the most valuable pieces on that Titans roster, obviously coming in at RB 10 on a startup. Um, people are still valuing him very highly. So you can still get a King's ransom. See what I did there. I, I did. Um, <laughs> Can I chip in one thing on, on Henry, by the way? Of course, yeah. It's, it's it's the same nugget as Bobby Trees. It's not that we're anti-guy. It's not that we're anti-guy coming off of injury. I like Cam Akers a lot. But Cam Akers is like 23. Derrick Henry's like 28. The broken bone in the foot for me for a running back who weighs about 250 pounds I don't know what that converts to stone, but you you can do that for the loyal listeners on your side of the pond. But for, for those guys that are going about 250 pounds to have that much weight and mass on a, on, a, on a surgically repaired foot that has a high reoccurrence rate, no bueno. Now's a great time to move uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm glad I left that one for you because I feel like a, a dodo 
for not bringing him up myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, this is why I'm here, you know, just to, to sweep up behind you and make you look good. You're already doing a good enough job yourself. What about a sneaky stash? I love, I mean, I think anybody who plays Dynasty loves themselves a sneaky stash. And uh, I think there are a couple of guys I'm pretty intrigued by, but I'm curious to hear yours, Memphis, who you got for us, who's somebody that either could be thrown around on the waiver wire or at least just is very undervalued for what they could bring to your roster here. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on which one of these wide receivers is the fast one. Is that Kyle Phillips? Is, yeah, is well, he, Kyle Phillips is the he's the slot receiver guy out of UCLA. Yes, the that, rookie. That, I, I believe that's him. One of these two running backs, I don't remember which one is like super duper fast. And both of these guys, uh, Kyle Phillips, I'm 95% sure that's the one that I want to stash. I know there's a lot of uh, Twitter love for Julius Chestnut. I'd rather have Joey Chestnut and his uh, 28,000 hot dogs. So I- I'm going to go Kyle Phillips here, sir. Yeah, I agree with that one, definitely. Um, he Kyle Phillips is, I kind of comped him in the pre-draft process to being like a poor man's Hunter Renfro. Um, he's a slot receiver, you know, shifty little route runner out of UCLA, very productive, wasn't a sexy name or anything like that. Um, but he, you know, he certainly could fill a need. I believe they've been having some really good reviews from him, some from OTAs kind of the opposite of the Traylon Burke situation. He comes in at wide receiver 97 on sleeper superflex, so certainly a stash. I mean, in a lot of rookie drafts, he was going in like the fifth round or undrafted, so absolutely. And the other name I will throw out here, not only is it a difficult name to say, but it is a fun name to say, Chigazim Okonkwo, uh, tight end out of Maryland. Now, we've already talked about Austin Hooper and his value, I think he is going to be a great value this year. Uh, he is only on a one-year contract, however, and Chig came in. Um, you know, he he's a guy who was very shifty out of the backfield, almost like a running back in a tight end's body. Um, so he's certainly somebody that I don't believe they've drafted or or picked for his blocking prowess in the run game. I think they want another offensive weapon, and at the moment he's tight end forty. So you can probably find him on the waiver wire, or again easy to get him thrown into the you know just thrown in as an add-on onto a a, any sort of trade you're looking to do but i do think there's some interesting you know he actually got drafted higher than i thought he would um so i certainly think there's something there that you could possibly be looking to stash and just see what happens how he develops on the titans roster i'm gonna ask memphis here to just put a bow on this put all bias aside do you have a titans bold prediction for us sir I think the Titans go nine and eight and miss the playoffs. I think Vrabel keeps his winning record alive. He'll finish above 500, but I I don't think they make the playoffs in a very, very competitive uh, AFC. That is, that is spicy, but I get it. I I see where you're coming with that. I mean, I, I agree with you in that. I think Vrabel is very underrated for how good of a coach he is. He seems like he's just like a man of the people, knows how to get the most out of what he's got, and he's very good with the defense. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out, but I can certainly see that happening. I have, I mean, for me, I think I really like your your take there, and I'm going to steal it, and I'm going to say that my bold prediction is that Austin Hooper finishes as a top eight tight end um, in in PPR leagues this year. I just think he's lined up, and it'll be he'll be one of those great post-hype sleepers that'll just come in and people like, oh, wow, where's this guy been? And then we'll say, look, Memphis knew. Memphis called this. Um, you should have been listening to Memphis in the war zone. So there you go. Tennessee Titans in the bag. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed that and you'll join us again 
for the next episode where we will be talking the infamous and much beloved Indianapolis Colts. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver ran, it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate.